I, so, I, I bet you're not. I bet you just don't have the time or the environment to do it right. Probably true. Yeah. There you go. And that, that's, again, the, 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 what's, the, what's the real diagnosis, right? I bet you are a wonderful... This is the Paul Goff Audio Experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hey, Paul's peeps. It's Caitlin, your client success manager here, and I help members of the Paul Goff community be successful using our products and services. And now I'm bringing you this amazing episode of the Paul Goff Audio Experience. For today's episode, we will be tuning into a mastermind group call that happened after Paul's New Orleans event last spring. During the question and answer session, a business owner asks Paul how she should structure the new general manager role in her clinic. This sparks a conversation about how the business owner can save her time by coaching her staff effectively, the differences between coaching and telling staff what to do, and what the critical KPIs should be for a general manager in your clinic. If you like this podcast and are asking yourself, I wonder how this guy can help me in my business, head to paulgoff.com forward slash books to check out Paul's collection of best-selling books. Whether you need help right now with marketing, sales, and conversions, or hiring some new staff to save you time, there is a resource there for you. I bet you are tired of binging shows on Netflix anyway. So give one of these books a read and see how we can help you bring more profit into your clinic. Again, to order your copy today, head to paulgoff.com forward slash books and enjoy. got a couple questions relating to general manager that's my next main hire and um thanks simon for your help in steering me in that direction but we talked about in our progress group there's kind of four defined roles of a general manager and i was wondering if you could help with that like spelling that out a little bit for me because right now i'm writing the success description but i don't have a lot of experience in that and then my follow-up question to that is from the weekend, this importance of leadership and coaching and you have to love coaching and you have to be an amazing coach. And I find that whether it's just because I need to work on myself first or whatever, I, I find that the, the coaching of the team and the, the leadership that way is not my strong point. And so I'm wondering if I can ask a GM to take on some of the coaching roles and so that I do more one-on-one coaching with the GM and the GM kind of spreads it through the company. I don't know if that's wise or unwise. I think it's highly possible, but here's what I would say to you. Um, I wasn't a very good walker until I started learning it. And um, luckily, as I've said many times, my mother didn't give up on me um, when I fell over for the first time. And, you know, she kept picking me back up for me to learn it. Right. And, and what I would challenge you, um, I, I start life with pretty every situation I start with, well, why, why would, why would you be a good coach? Right. Who, who, sorry, here we go. Who, who said that you had a God given right to be a great coach at this point in your life? Yeah. Right. It's like, interesting. I, I teach a lot. I teach uh, three different continuing education courses. I've taught many PTs through clinical internships. I feel like the, I, I don't feel bad at that job, but I am struggling with the team. Oh my goodness. I, I I bet you're not. I bet you just don't have the time or the environment to do it right. 
probably true. Yeah. There you go. And that that's again the 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 what's the what's the real diagnosis, right? I bet you are a wonderful wonderful if I sat with you and said uh got a problem, can I meet you for a coffee? Um can I spare an hour of your time and you'd clear everything in your office and you'd go, yeah, I'll meet you at nine o'clock in Starbucks, right? And I sit there and I go, oh my problem's this and my fucking dad this and my mother this and blah, blah, blah. And, and you're going, yeah, I get it, I get it. And have you thought about this and have you thought about that and have you considered this and, and oh, it sounds like you've this. You're, you're coaching me at that point. You just don't recognize it to be that, right? Every human being is doing it pretty much all day long, right? Whether we understand it or not. You call, you, you, the minute you start to engage me, ask me questions, take time out, generally try to get to the bottom of what's happening in my life, you're about to move into a coaching role. Now, coaching really is just listening and offering a slightly different perspective. The, 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 the people who are really bad coaches, you know, figuratively, and who don't always make great friends to go to when you've got problems, are the ones who speak at you for like 59 minutes, right? But you don't ring that auntie. You don't ring the uncle who talks for 59 minutes. You ring the auntie who can talk, who listens for 59 minutes and asks three questions, right? That's it. That, that's because you in, invariably you talk your way out of of um of problems if somebody just listens to you right more and more often than not you actually already know the answer you just wanted somebody to help you validate it so i i would um help you um what's it called um ac it's called accurate thinking right this is another thing i I'll, i might talk a little bit more about this over the, the next few months particularly as we roll through all this fucking like shit with coronavirus and stock markets and elections it's like the world is just all of a sudden within seven days gone from pretty stable and everybody having a load of money and like house prices being great and all the jobs and prosperity and whatever else to like everywhere you look there's just turmoil in seven days it's gone it's gone upside down 10 years is, is almost reversed itself right that that's life and that's that's the game that's the market that's that's everything that's out there however what there also needs to be some accurate thinking applied, right? Is this the end? No, right? Will the stock markets come back? Yes. Should we all sell off our shares? Probably not. Should we all cash out everything we've got and get our houses for sale before the, 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 the market drops? No, right? It's accurate thinking about what the situation really is, right? And you need different perspectives to get what accurate thinking is. And you have to be prepared to be wrong. You have to be prepared to speak to people who've got opinions that you might not like, which is why not very many people actually use this thing of accurate thinking. And I would apply it to this situation with you that I don't think it's accurate to say that you're a bad coach. I think it's more accurate to say that you probably have never done it in a way that you understand it to be coaching. And you may not prioritize it right now or have enough time to do it properly right now. And in which case, um, I think you will find that you're going to be a much better coach because um, all we're trying to do is influence somebody, right? Yeah. And more often than not, you can influence somebody. So I, I'll take it back to my grandma, right? Is she a coach or was she a coach before she died? No. Did she influence me like crazy? Yes. How did she influence me? Because she sat and fucking listened for an hour. That's it. And offered some perspective at the other end that just said, well, you know, be careful of it or, ca or be cautious of this. Or if you're going to do it, fine, but just consider this, right? That, that, that's all you're doing. You're not telling people what to do with coaching. You're helping them see something that you might be able to see because of their blind spot or their mask that they're wearing that you don't wear or you can see. Yeah, that's it. And I think you can learn to love it. That's the bit. When you realize that you really are impacting people, you can learn to love it. 
I've right loved now. teaching. And so I've been surprised at how hard the struggle has been with coaching my team. <laughs> but well, I think you're right that I don't have time. I'm strapped thin. And um, there is a difference, by the way. There is a difference. Coaching's not telling. And that's what you have to be careful of, everybody on here. Your temptation as a, as a healthcare professional is to want to be a savior for everybody. And, and much like a PT often screws up an evaluation by talking too much, when you are with staff, one of the problems that you can get if you're not careful is you can teach them. And they don't want teaching. They want you to listen. And when you listen and you understand what the problem is, you give a 60-second solution to the problem at the end of the one-hour conversation with them, they'll go off and they'll find their own information. That's how you inspire change. That's, that's the magic. That's what life is. That's what we all want. We all, we'll go and figure it out ourselves. But first of all, we need to be listened and totally understood, completely understood. And you'll only do that through listening. So the fact that you're a good teacher doesn't necessarily mean you'll be a good coach. It means okay. you'll be a good trainer. Training is telling. My mastermind, my accelerator calls, I tell you what to do. Carte blanche, do this, do this, do that. I teach during accelerator. During these calls, I coach. I offer a different perspective. I don't necessarily always tell you what to do. In fact, most of the time, I don't tell you what to do. But I try to foster a new way of thinking about the problem that you've got. And through that, you figure out what you need to do yourself. And that's where the growth comes from. First 12 weeks of an onboarding process is teaching is training. After 90 days, it's coaching. I'll tell you what to do for the first 90 days. After that, I'm going to start teaching you how to think about the problems that you've got. That's when I get next level employees. So understand that. The minute you start telling them what to do, many people struggle with it. That They can't, they can't stop teaching. They can't stop telling. And in the end, you've got to listen. Active listening, accurate thinking, giving yourself time again knowing that you're going into a session with somebody asking questions just listen it's much easier when you listen than when you than when you jump in and talk all the time like i was fucked on monday right when i woke up on monday i felt like i could just i, I don't know why i got out of bed because all i've done is talked all weekend i literally was talking from friday to friday morning till sunday night it's like geez i'm drained right but in a coaching session it shouldn't be that difficult because you're listening and they're talking. Back to answer you the, the first part of your question. Yeah. The four things is KPIs, processes, recruitment, and one-on-ones. Really, a good GM should be, able, should be capable of doing any four of those things for you. Now, they might not do all four because they might not have time. You might do, want to do one-on-ones. You might still want to do KPIs, but they should be capable of doing those four things for you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Good quack. Uh, what is this? What's going on in here? Um, I've totally made that mistake. Had to work hard to shift. Still learning. I didn't feel confident as a coach, and that came. Well, you can tell. You can tell most people when they're insecure, right? How do you spot? So let's take this into a romantic relationship, right? Go back to your very first dates or your horrendous dates. How do you spot somebody who's insecure? How do you spot somebody who's insecure? What's the worst thing about going on a date, right? What, what, if you come away from a date and it didn't work, what's the thing that, number one thing that pisses you off? They talk about themselves all the time. Exactly, exactly. That's how you know they're insecure. Fuck. Talk about cause and effect. They're insecure. They don't like silence. They keep talking because they're comfortable with their own voice. Why? Because they like the sound of their own story. Of course they do. They know it. 
everything that they're telling you about is comfortable. It's the biggest sign that they're insecure. Somebody who won't stop fucking talking is usually insecure. They're comfortable in the lane that they're in. You've played this game before. You go silence for a few seconds around people who are talking, watch them fill the air with crap. They will just talk absolute crap, right? Just sit there and go, mm-hmm, 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 uh-huh. You won't have to say a single thing and they'll just keep talking for an hour about absolutely nothing. Vulnerabilities. You feel more comfortable when you speak. There you go, Matt. They don't ask questions and they just talk about themselves. That's that's where the clash comes. If you're if if particularly in a business environment, if you just keep telling them you're a teacher, kids don't like teachers. They don't like teachers. Well, they do till they're about eight or nine, and then it starts getting serious, and then they're the teachers. Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.